1: Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: Back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, Aaron Hawksworth. Joe Ostrowski with you on this Monday after Selection Sunday. The brackets are out, and we're going to start the conversation with Mike Rutherford, manager of CarterChronicle.com. He is also the host of the Mike Rutherford Show, and he joins us right now on BetQL Daily. And we want to start with the West because this region is so exciting, and there's some there's some strong teams here, Mike. I mean, Kansas, Gonzaga, UConn, UCLA, teams who have gone far in the tournament before, all in this region. I have St. Mary's future as well. I'm curious who you like, and you know, what's your overall big picture assessment of the West?
2: team that I thought I was going to take to the final four is in the West region, which is not, not ideal. Like it kept popping up and I kept being like, Oh, I like them. Oh, I like them. Um, this is, <laughs> is the region of death to me. I think the interesting thing, if you look at, I you know, some people have their favorite analytic site, their favorite metric. I, I use Ken Pomeroy a lot. I think it's very good. If you look at Ken Palm, he's got four, the top four seeds, in the wall on his top ten. and actually Kansas, who's the number one seed in the region is the lowest ranked out of that top four. They're sitting there at number nine. You've got UCLA and Connecticut in the top four. You've got uh, Gonzaga right above them at eight. I think that you know, it, it, everybody's talking about how Gonzaga is not being talked about this year, which kind of defeats the whole purpose. Like This is the year Gonzaga is <laughs> kind of flying below the radar. They're not flying below the radar if everybody's talking about how they're flying below the radar. I think mm-hmm. that UCLA is a team that I've loved all season long. Uh, I think that they're fantastic. I think they check every box. But now with two key players, especially two of your, your best defensives being potentially out, we know uh, Terry's going to don't know about Bona. We don't know what his status is going to be this week. That changes things a little bit for, for me. With, um, But I, I still stick with Kansas. I, I think that you know the Bill Self thing is kind of a curveball here um, in, in the 11th hour. But you've got Jalen Wilson, you've got star power, you've got championship pedigree. They're still the team to beat in this region. It's staying the obvious with a one seed, but I, I, I think there's a lot to like. But this is this is the one bracket that I think if you look at and say, I think chalk is going to hold here with the top four seeds. This is the one. The top those top four seeds are all so so good.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like, we were just talking about how. Um... We like UConn, and they're a team that can get out of there, but they're also a team that can lose the first game, like going up against Iona, and, and that's fascinating. Patino possibly coming to that conference. Uh, strongest opinion as far as against the spread, any of these West
2: matchups, uh, where would you go? Um, I'm trying to, let's see. Or any uh, any against the spread. I mean, I like
1: to win.
2: Yeah, like UConn to 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 beat Iona. I like Iona to cover the spread. This is Rick Pitino in Albany. He's going to have a lot of support there. You're going to have a lot of fans that are probably looking for him to be the St. John's coach potentially this time next week, which I think is probably more likely than not. I, I, I think Connecticut is too strong to lose this game. I think that they've, you know, they should have probably won that game against Marquette in the Big East tournament semifinals. Um, I still mm-hmm. like them long term in this tournament, but I do think that that's a game that's going to come down to the wire. So uh, I, I'll take Iona to cover the spread, but I'll take UConn to advance. I, I think the upset talk is probably a little bit extreme. I'm not sure that they're ready for that just yet. Mm-hmm.
0: What about in the Midwest region? We've got that Sasser injury with Houston. Does that scare you off? Or are you leery or maybe not concerned? Because according to reports, it does sound like he's going to be good to go. However, you just never know if he could re-aggravate that groin and what could happen there. Uh, any you know teams that intrigue you in the Midwest region?
2: It's a little bit of a concern for sure because I, I think that you saw not just the fact that he's dinged up, the fact that they they laid kind of an egg on, on Sunday against the talented Memphis team. And we're saying talented Memphis team, It's still a Memphis team that's the eight line. So Houston's going to face a lot tougher competition in the NCAA tournament than uh, Kendrick Davis and the Tigers. So that performance was a little bit of a red flag for me. Um, I still think that you trust the pedigree with Houston because – We've had these same questions about them the last several years, and Kelvin Sampson's gotten them uh, into the second weekend all those times. He's gotten to them to the Final Four two years ago, so I don't think that they're going to be like a first weekend upset. I think they'll take care of business in the first round, obviously, and then whether it's Iowa or Auburn in the second round, uh, I like Houston Mm -hmm. to go ahead and advance the Sweet 16, but they'll face a tough team in that Sweet 16, uh, whether it's Miami or Indiana, and I actually like both of the double-digit seeds over there, too. I think Drake is really good. I think Kent State is really good. Uh, Whoever they play in the Sweet 16 is going to be a a terrific matchup. Um, At the bottom half of the bracket, I think that Texas is still being a bit undervalued. I know they're a Um, two-seed. I think that there are questions about, I guess, maybe Rodney Terry's coaching ability. I don't know what's going on here. They housed Kansas in the Big 12 title game. They've got guards, which we all know is the recipe to success in March. Um, Marcus Carr has really stepped up as of late. Tyrese Hunter is looking more like the guy who was the freshman of the year in the Big 12 last year at Iowa State than the guy who was kind of going through the motions a little bit in December and January. I, I like Texas a lot. Having said that, if you're talking about a spread that I like in the Midwest, Colgate is a, a team that is I- – I mean, I think you're going to see this a lot in the 13, 14, 15 seeds this year. Because held with serve, uh, serve was held so much in the conference tournaments at the lower level, you had a lot of teams that were expected to win their league tournaments that did. You've got really strong 13, 14, 15 seed lines. In case in point, you've got Vermont and Colgate, two programs that dominated the, their league, two programs that are used to being in the NCAA tournament, both on that 15 line. I'm not predicting an upset here for Colgate against Texas, but I do think that there's a, a very strong chance that Colgate puts the fear of God into Texas in, huh. in that first round game and winds up covering the spread. I like that team a lot. They dominated the Patriot League, and they – dominated their conference tournament. They won all three games by, I believe, 25 wow. points or more. What,
1: what do you think about this Texas A&M-Penn State matchup? It's getting a lot of chatter. People, uh, some disappointed that uh, AM and is, uh, is a seven. They had some big wins down the stretch of the regular season, and the number's up to three and a half, so a lot of money this morning coming in on AM.
2: AM, and uh, case in point, perfect example of the fact that the you know, the committee doesn't value the SEC tournament probably the way that it does some other league tournaments. Um, I, Seth Davis can say whatever he wants. Those Sunday championship games are just glossed over, and that's the, that's the <laughs> way that it works. I They've admitted it as best. But uh, Texas a they finished second in the SEC, which by most metrics is the second best basketball this year. They make it to the conference championship game. It was a surprise to see them on the seven line. But now you're facing a team in Penn State that if you've watched them play, like they think that they can beat anybody. They just play, they, they take on the identity of their head coach, Micah Shrewberry. They've got Jalen Pickett, who's been tremendous down the stretch. Like they are just going to push anybody to the brink, and they never give up. This is going to be a really – I mean, grit's the word these two teams. Like they're going to have a grit fest in the 7-10 game. Uh, Buzz Williams is never going to have a team that gets out outworked, but that team is certainly going to try. I like A&M to prevail. Uh, I do think that they're under at seven. Uh, having said that, Penn State, probably good enough to win a game or two in this tournament, especially the way that they're playing. I don't think this is going to be a blowout, even with A&M probably being two seed lines uh, too low. But I'll take A&M in a very, very tight one. This should be one of the more entertaining games of the first round, I think. Mm
0: -hmm. awesome love it let's take a look at the east so I know you were saying that it seems kind of like death row in the west and I I could be totally wrong but just at first glance looking at the east I was thinking if you know a team can knock off like Purdue for example maybe this could open up you know an opportunity for a lower seed to go on a run I'm curious your overall thoughts on this region
2: yeah the east is the region where things are going to get wacky if you're going to have one region just fall apart uh, this is the one where it seems most likely to happen. One of the craziest stats, I know everybody likes picking, picking a Final Four that's you a know, couple one-seeds, maybe crazy, take a two-seed, take a, a three-seed. We've had a team seeded seventh or worse make every single Final Four but one since 2012. So wow. it, it's not that – it's very rare to have a crazy, you know seven- or eight-seed champion, but it's not crazy to have a, a seven-seed in the Final Four Final seed last year. They kept that trend going. This is the region where I think you can see that happen. You've got Purdue, who dominates the Big Ten. turn, how good Zach Eady is, but like we just said, guards win in March. Their guards have been shaky, especially down the stretch in really close games. There's a fatal fall of the top season in this uh, in this region. Marquette and Kansas State have been rock solid. History in the NCAA tournament, though, mm-hmm. shows. If you have teams that have been dramatic overachievers, and both those teams have been dramatic overachievers, Kansas State was the worst team in the Big 12 last year. Marquette was picked to finish ninth in the Big East. They both have been tremendous. But a lot of times those teams' talent just kind of shows out in the NCAA tournament, and they come up a little bit short. Uh, You look at the four seed, Tennessee.
0: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it?
2: fantastic defensively, cannot score to save their lives. I think everyone's kind of out on Tennessee. The five seed, Duke, they're starting four freshmen. They've been really uneven. They've been good down the stretch, but they've got a 35-year-old first-year head coach, Kentucky. They've been wildly inconsistent, and John Calipari has some flameouts in recent March. Like, there's just – there's not one team that you look at and say, in this region, they're upset-proof. I don't know who comes out of this region I can see Oral Roberts beating Duke. I can see Louisiana beating Tennessee. I can see, like we mentioned earlier, I can see Marquette hanging with Vermont. They've got that – they're used to being in this position as well. They actually probably have more experience in the spot and feel more comfortable than maybe Marquette does. Um, So this region, throw a dart, get (laughs) wacky, get loose, pick some upsets, have a crazy team coming out in the Final Four.
1: I, I, my guess is that in a lot of brackets, people are going to take Purdue to lose in that first weekend with the Memphis FAU winner. Uh, do you have a strong opinion on on which team is going to win that one?
2: I hate that FAU gets this game just because I, I think they're so much fun to watch, and they, I mean, I I hope they were in for a game against UAB with Jelly Walker and the USA Finals, and they just they blew them out. Um, they've got a lot of athletes, but they, they, they can't out athlete this Memphis team. Uh, Memphis just has mm-hmm. dudes. Kendrick Davis is one of the best players in the tournament. Um, they looked, it, it wasn't just the way that they played against Houston. I mean, they beat Tulane by 40 in the semifinals of, of the AAC tournament. Um, they looked to be playing their best basketball at the right time. If they'd played a tougher schedule, they probably would be above the eight seed, I think Memphis wins this game. I do understand why people are very, very concerned about Purdue in that second round. All you have to do is look at last year. Memphis hasn't even been down season. They're in the same spot. They probably should have beaten Gonzaga, the number one overall seed in that second round last year. They controlled a lot of that game. The Zags made a furious comeback. Drew Timmy did Drew Timmy stuff, uh, and they were able to survive that game. But I think that Memphis – they can play with Purdue. They're more athletic in the backcourt. They're more athletic on the wing. They don't have a seven foot four dude in the middle, but they can do whatever they can with Zach Eady. Nobody has Eady. Um, I emphasize Florida Atlantic in, in that first round, and I do like them. I haven't filled out a bracket just yet, but I do like them to at least put a significant, significant fear into Purdue in the second round.
0: Well, let's take a look at the South. Obviously, Alabama, the one seed here. San Diego State, can the Aztecs do something? I, I'm from the West Coast. I'm hoping one of these West Coast teams can do a little something, but curious your overall thoughts in this region.
2: This is a big Mountain West. You, you'd love somebody to step up from that league after you know they went 0-4 last year. I think they're, uh, I, the, the stat, I don't have it in front of me. I believe they're one in 11 first round games over the last four tournaments and like three and 15 overall. Uh, since 20, it's been a, a bad, bad run for the Mountain West. They get four teams back into the field again this year. San Diego State, I think, is the class of, of those four teams and the only team that's probably going to be favored to win their first game. They get a tough opening round game against Charleston. And I kind of I hate when the committee does this. I, 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 know, I know the Mountain West is not a mid-major. San Diego State fans, don't, don't get all mad at me. But San Diego State is a program <laughs> that's sort of off the beaten path. You know, they're not one of those power leagues. I'd like to see them matched up against another power conference team. I hate when you get kind of the two mid-major versus mid-major first round games, especially when two teams are very, very good. And both these teams are very good. Uh, Charleston over San Diego state is probably going to be an attractive 12, five pick. I'm not crazy about it. But I think San Diego state, um, we talk about having experience being in this position before they've got Matt Bradley. They, they, you know they have some holdovers from that team in 2020 that was poised to be a two seed in the NCAA tournament before it got canceled because mm-hmm. of COVID. Like I love them to, to to make to win at least one game in this tournament big for the Mountain West. I think that they do take care of business against Charleston, and I hate it because I I really like this Charleston team. It's just a it's a bad matchup for them.
1: Mike, we've got about 30 seconds. Do you have uh, your first blush Final Four and title winner?
2: I have, not, I have not filled out a bracket yet, if you're asking me to do it no. on the spot. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to take, oh man, um, I'm going to say Bama does advance, advance out of the South. I'll take, let's get a little bit weird, I'll, I'll say Texas in the Midwest. I'll take Kansas to survive in the West, and then we'll get crazy in the East. I'll say Kentucky comes out of the East as the seed Ooh. and first blush i'll say kansas wins the national title there don't, don't don't hold me to that i've got a couple wow. days to think about it
1: yes yes
0: of course Briefly. it's early that was great mike rutherford manager of card he is the host of the mike rutherford show always love your insight thank you so much for joining us mike this is betql daily presented by betmgm we will continue to look at the ncaa brackets as betql daily continues